just don't get happy to buy. Damn, I help to buy is not worth it. No, they, that is slavery, you know. That's slavery. And then the worst part is you don't own. They're not over 40%. Crazy. I didn't and know. And so basically, the government at some point can come back and get the house. Yes. After you've put in all that money. Yes. 40% of the house they want to own. How can you? And you have to pay back in five years. The loan. So if you get a 350 yard, 300 yard, and they give you 40%. Ha! How are you going to pay that back in, in, in five years? But that's What's what going to change in your life that's going to make you. Oh, I mean, you might close Sorry. Or do you want me to just drag it forward? Yeah, like that. There you go. Okay. Oh, sorry. We started recording, you know, so let's just get our lives together. This is things we thought we knew. We are happy to be back. We're always happy to be back. Sim, what are you wearing today? Oh, well, because you want to start this with the whole what you're wearing, or do you want to end it with the what you're wearing? I'll go in. Yeah, I'm just feeling good today, you know, because you know, it's been quite cold. So I've been, I've already in my mind, as I was saying, I'm in spring. So I'm wearing my like Ganza tea from Hugo Boss. Okay. My maroon chinos, and yeah, I just had to say it. Like, my new Vader trainers, one of the first I will get, you know, I'll wear them today. I plan to have a collection, like how guys get Jordans. Few what are these chains? Vaja. So you know I was thinking yeah. about the sustainable organic okay. trainers that have the Teslas oh, and right. trainers. Yeah, so it's luxury made in Brazil. Oh right. Um uh, fair trade, so oh, like right. they're not using factories for the rubber, etc. Et yeah, it's luxury. Okay, luxury. And um, I think it's vegetable leather. Yeah. Who knows at this yeah. point? Yeah, so um yeah, they're, they're peas. They're peas, I can yeah, tell. Yeah. Vegetable leather. Well, you know, the South Koreans, now that I've seen, now you've seen it, South Koreans. Once South Koreans get on it, it's Japanese isn't in Korea. Trust me, it's, the, it's, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cultural signifier. It's a cultural signifier. Like, if you know, you know. You know, like, if you really want to be like, like the people who are into luxury, like progressive and stuff, like vegan, uh, uh, that. It's really a lifestyle. Fit, it's a fitness lifestyle based scene. lifestyle is really yeah. forward. Consumers have really. Yeah. Jumped onto the fitness based lifestyle. Yeah, and obviously, that. you know how I am. Like, it takes me forever to make a purchase. But True. Like, when, I, when it makes sense in my head, then you're all for I'm it. All for it you know? I'm just wearing my uh, Primark boots with studs in them. Everyone keeps asking me where they're from, you know, but they're, they're Primark. But I mean, I just made it out like that, but no one can see them. So, ha 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 ha. Some new trousers I just got in Zara in the sale. Because, you know, I hang around Zara like a freaking leech trying to get that sale. I don't get these pieces in Zara. You have to you have to have the energy to really stand in the sale rack. Go to a nice shop. Don't go to like a Zara in Westfield. Zara in Westfield, there's too much mess going on, right? Mm-hmm. And the the shop is too wide. The shop floor area is too wide. So yes, they're gonna have more stock, but it's also gonna be more stress. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need an hour or two hours to really go through every piece and find your size. Second of all, you've got to go to a nice area, so like Sloan Square, oh, yeah, that's Kent, Knightsbridge. Yeah. Knightsbridge, even Knightsbridge is getting a bit loud these days. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you've got to go to you know High Street, Kent, those type of Zaras. Go to the sale rack at a nice, decent hour in the middle of the afternoon on a weekday, mm-hmm. if you can. If not, then, you know, first thing on a Saturday morning. And then just hang around and literally go through every single piece. It's got to be like end of the sale, though, you know, mm-hmm. if you want things for 10, 12 pounds. Mm-hmm. Go through every single piece. That's if you're not bothered about the latest fashions. If you want to be seen in the latest fashions, then you have to go at the beginning of the sale when everyone else is in there cleaning themselves or we go online. But most of the things I buy online in Zara, I return them. So my return rate in Zara is so high that this is they I am the customer from Zara is who they are modeling their new pop-up shop for. Right. 
that shirt for pop-up shop that's only for online orders mm. is for a customer like me i buy my stuff it looks so great online i get it buy it try it don't like it want to give it back i do it mostly within two weeks most orders are done within the second week so the first week i've got things to do that week the next week i'll schedule out a day i'm going back to return it and i've got to stand in the queue for 45 minutes i don't want to do this sometimes you're in the wrong queue sometimes you're in the queue where it's only for buying but you're actually thinking that you're returning mm-hmm. so it turns into a mess then you have the auntie who comes in with her 100 items and she's in the queue from 5pm till 6 because she's got to return every single item. So I think that shop is really for me and it's a good idea. I would love to go down there but Stratford's quite far. Um, I'm that person. So this is how I get my pieces in Zara. I do the same thing in COS. Why? Because I send you that email saying we've got 20% off on everything. So just get yourself in there. Look for your size. Try it on. Don't leave the shop without trying it on. Okay? Try it on. Get that extra 20 and leave. You've got yourself an item 70% off. Mm. It's cons shirt that I love. I cannot find it for the life of me. What has happened? Like, I love cons. I had this shirt, my favorite top four shirt. Don't know where it is. You need to ask the wifey what she's done with it, mate. No, it's not. It's in maybe the it's other not house. The other house, maybe. It's not adding up, man. Something's all right there. No, I don't know where it is. Anyway, I need to make a visit to Cross again. I've emptied all my shelves, so I'm obviously on a on a shopping ban, even though I did the little shop here now. But that was because I wanted to save money. Um so I've emptied all my shelves, I've just emptied my wardrobe to try and actually wear the things at home. So this purple jumper's from Ralph. Obviously, you know, I'm one of those Ralph Lauren whores who just goes to the outlet shop and buys the clothes all the time. It's really it's really depressing, but this is me. Um but your Ralph collection is now. You know, it's really sustainable. I have a cream, I have a white cardi, which is really cute. The only thing I don't have is the blazer with the insignia. I really need that because I feel like that would really give me the prep look that I've always wanted. You know, I wanted to be the Cali Valley prep girl. I really feel like that's like the look or like English countryside going to the regala, whatever they want to call it. You know, regala, whatever they think about. So I feel like that would make me... Because you know I go through my phases, isn't it? Yeah, One minute yeah. I just want to be chill, the next minute I just want to be seen. So today I was like, I have a meeting, I want to be seen, I want people to know in it that I'm like cute or whatever. Yeah. So I wear my jumper, um, V-neck all the yeah. time. Who wears a crew neck? I don't know. But what's under the... Under and then the I have my polo t-shirt, Burberry. Uh-huh. Okay. Which is my also cute little piece, which is just a cute piece just to be like, I'm cute, did you know? <laughs> you know those little cute pieces that you need to just be like... Yeah. And then I have a vest top, which is from Primark. I get my vest tops from Primark, Uniqlo. The only people you can trust to keep you warm in the winter. Okay, heat tech's the only way forward at this time of the day. North Face is trying to come through with a little thing, but I think it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't really go to the extreme climates that much for me to be wearing them type of things. But whatever. Speaking of North Face, can you let me know what um, the marketing strategy for um, what's it called? Camila Gooses, please. I want to know how they spike those numbers. Let me tell you something. Every few years, something pops. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to buy a Canada Goose jacket a few years ago, yeah? Right. Like five years ago? What year were you in? 2018? 2013, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I saw it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in uni, and I think mm-hmm. I saw someone. Like, it must have been... It, oh, I know exactly who it was. There was this Swedish guy in my class, in it? Mm-hmm. And oh, not in my class, but he was in my uni. At school, so he must have been wearing this coat which was puffy. It looked good, it looked like it had good, respectable down on it, you know. <laughs> and he rocked that coat, yeah. And I must have gone China, so I've been China already. It was cold in China, and the people who I saw that were really out there full time were wearing big puffer jackets with fur hoods. So I was thinking, okay, if I'm in Beijing and these guys are rocking it, it clearly is the thing. 
So I brought my North Face down jacket and I was like, from then, I knew down was the way forward. I was like, you know what? I can't be seen without it. Like, I don't know how I had any other coat before. This guy's like, oh, I bought this coat, but it's like, it was twice the, twice the price of mine. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, I thought 400 pounds for a coat was expensive. You mean to tell me you spent 800 pounds on a coat? Mm. I'm like, nah, what the hell type of thing is? And then I was like, oh, the, it's got real fur. Do you have ones without it? But, but so anyway, this guy just looks swaggy. Like the coat was cut to the right length on his thigh. Mm. Everything about the kind of debut coat was on point. So I said, from that day, I was like, you know, I'm happy about the jacket but because I bought my coat the year before mm. I couldn't justify that type of money on a coat and plus I was like England's really not that cold anyway let the Canadians get on their way with Canada Goose Drake rocks it here and there I swear he's rocked it Rihanna did as well Rihanna yeah. rocked it so the wave went and everyone in Toronto has to be seen the Canada Goose coat you're not Canadian if you don't have a Canada Goose coat mm -hmm. so obviously if you're if you go to Canada then you're going to see people there rocking it so you're going to copy it and you're going to get in Canadian dollars you're saving deep mm -hmm. Now, it's another thing where people in London who are, especially because London's an international city, mm -hmm. you see people walking Canada Goose from other countries that they must have gone skiing in the mm -hmm. Alps. They're in London now for a few days. They're wearing Canada Goose. They're looking sweaty. Mm -hmm. The coat always looks clean. Mm -hmm. That's why I like it. Mm -hmm. And it's cut well. Mm -hmm. And the, co the coat don't get in. Like, I've walked it out in uh, Italy. The, the coat is on point. Now, when I tell you oh, this really? coat, yeah, <laughs> I'm living in it. I'm like, yeah. it's Now, the coat is on every old Tom, Dick and Harry. Last year, mm. winter, I realised that the trend had gone clear. <laughs> but if people are wearing it on like an 8 degree day, Dang. it's not What's even that cold. It's not cold. Huh? Flexing. 12 degrees, you're on the metro, you're on the central line. Mm. In, the in this Canada Goose coat. Yeah. People are wearing Canada Geese. People mm. are wearing, you know, Vancouver Ghosts. Mm -hmm. What is this? Mm -hmm. Now, when you start seeing certain people in a coat, you mm. know it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. If you see a roadman in Canada, it's finished. Just wrap up the trend, wrap your coat up, sell it on eBay, that's mm. it. For me, ha there's certain people, I know, I shouldn't think like this, but there's certain people that when I see they're wearing something, mm -hmm. it's over. I see people in, I went Bristol a few weeks ago, yeah? Mm -hmm. And I, usually when I go to these places, it's for consumer marketing, because I like to see what people are doing in there. Because mm -hmm. how can you talk about trends and you don't yeah, even know what's, what's happening? On, yeah. So I get there now, I'm like, oh, right, what shops am I going to see people queuing up at? So mom's like, obviously, you've got to get there early if you want to buy certain things. I'm like, well, I need to buy my new gloves and I don't wear anything other than North Face gloves. So I've got to fill up the North Face. There's a bloody North Face was packed, yeah? D squared, round. First mistake of the podcast. Um, put your phone on silent. D squared, round. Yeah, everyone's trying to get that icon hat. North Face, round. Prada, round. DNG, round. Certain brands, people are queuing up to get that belt. Mm. Hugo Boss rammed. The stuff they're selling isn't even popping. Mm. People out there rinsing it mm. just so they can be seen with the bags. And people, the thing about this is people walk around several times just to be seen. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like the place to go. Mm. So I, when I seen that, I said to myself, knowing what you know, mm -hmm. would you still rock this stuff? Mm. Do I really want to look like everyone else? So now it's like, I think it's even harder to be yourself in a globalized world because anyone can have access to anything well not it's not a bad thing but i think everyone ends up looking homogenized because if the south koreans and the asians and the south americans are coming to london to buy it there and we the londoners are going there to buy it if i go to south korea i'm going to see everyone wearing the same thing yeah. if i go to brazil i'm going to see everyone wearing the same thing so now there's no differentiation and instagram can make a trend exactly. so if instagram can make a trend and instagram is global we're all wearing the same thing there's no point of you thinking you're special. But like my friend, um, and he, I went to his, when he had a design studio, 
um, the first meeting I ever had had with him, he was like, "Paul and Mac, this website, can you even use?" He's like, "This is what it is." And you know, you've got those friends that are like always tell you. Yes, yeah, this, this is it. This is like Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. Da, da, da. And like literally, you didn't like, take it seriously. Every, I did it. Every did year, it. the trend went up and up and up. And now it's about the people who just like, even at work, I've had the COO say, Yeah, Canada Boost is very expensive. Did you see that person who wears Canada Boost? They must have paid. But that person bought it wherever they bought it in dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they already saved their money back then. Mm-hmm. Now it's a trend. Everyone watches them when they're wearing it because it's a coat that, you know, it signifies money. Because mm-hmm. if a coat can cost a thousand pounds, 800 pounds, you, you have money to buy a coat like that. Whereas for some people that I know, it's nothing for them to go in. The sh- well, obviously, if you're from the mountains, it's different. But it's nothing for them to go in the shop and drop a little 800 on a coat. Mm-hmm. It's, a little bit, it's a little bit free. It's a little mm-hmm. bit bougie, but they're still dropping it. Yeah. So for me, it's like, it's a cultural signifier of I have coins and I want to be warm. It's a functional coat that people take to the money showing mm-hmm. angle because of how much it costs. Mm-hmm. People don't care about the geese down. Mm-hmm. They don't. People, if you care about geese down, then your pillows must be goose feathers because mm-hmm. surely they must be if you love it that much. Mm-hmm. Most people don't care, so they're just buying it because it shows you that I had nine hundred ninety-five pounds on that day. I didn't leave the shop without nine hundred ninety-five pounds, and I heard that when Canada Goose even opened in London, mm-hmm. they gave everyone a gift card to Copper Coat, whichever one they wanted. So if you had that, <laughs> if you had that plus one, oh, you walked out with a Canada Goose coat. Now go to Beak Street and tell me how much it costs. You think the brand is going to suffer because of the amount of people that have copped it? Is it going to do an Ed Hardy where no one wants to be seen in it? I'm scared. I feel like they dropped, like it's it's moved into too many markets. I think, not to say it's an issue, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere, man. You know, it's like, well, it it means more clear than brief. I just wish, like, sometimes you wish, like, if that was your brand, you'd be happy. I think you're happy when the money's coming in. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget there's loads of different kind of loose coats. So everyone doesn't get the the lodge jacket, you know. They they, they don't want to get the 475. Everybody wants to be seen in an expedition coat. You're not going on an expedition. (laughs) That's the first thing. Okay. Second of all, and it's like, you can do what you want, obviously, but... You all want to be seeing the bomber jacket that costs you 700 or, you know, the Langford long one that costs you 900, 800, 825, right? People, when you see the New York Times has written an article saying that you shouldn't even be rocking this coat because you're either going to get mugged or it's a coat for people who think they're fashionable, then you know it's more clear. The New York Times says, a man wearing one of the coats, which can cost more than 1,000, was attacked in Soho, central London last week when he was thrown to the ground by an assailant demanding, take off your coat. The mugger made no mention of money or mobile phones. He was chased off by two witnesses. It's not the first time that Canada Goose has attracted the attention of muggers. Another guy in Manchester University was attacked for his jacket. Fam. <laughs> are we really that desperate for a coat that we're actually robbing people on the street? London. It's just gone. It's gone. It's gone. Like honestly, they're an all-time high. All-time high. They've never sold more. All-time high. Forty-six dollars. Yeah, they were up four point eighteen percent on February fifth. That means that they they've jumped sixteen percent mm. this year alone. Mm-hmm. So the trend keeps getting stronger and stronger. So for me, it's like 
I would be shook. I'm happy to be, if I'm the financial manager, I'm happy to say, yeah, yeah, we've done well. But if you're the guy who has to keep the brand looking good, mm. you might end up like Ed Hardy. <laughs> when no one wants to be seen in you, it might end up being like Avrex jacket where... No, Avrex is back. Avrex is back, but Avrex, is, Avrex has always been back. back. Because you, you have the, the backlog of them. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're clever, you have you keep your vintage yeah, stuff. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You keep your vintage stuff that you know is gonna come back, but the brand itself isn't back yet. No, it's not. <laughs> so therefore, you might end up being like, okay, it's a symbol of status. You have money. You have nine hundred pounds. You know, you have this. You know, it's got fur lining. It's everyone wants to be seen. You know, the reason it gets cool and the reason it trickles down. So we might not know where Canada Goose came from, but Canada Goose, it comes from a. It trickles down, yeah. So if you're Ivy League, if you're in, Harvard, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You, in the winter, you can't go to Harvard without an Ivy League you know, yeah, yeah. jacket. It mm-hmm. symbolizes somebody who flies around in the winter. Mm-hmm. You might go to them, you know, them ski resorts. Yeah. You go here, you go there. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're that kid, and so you come back to campus, and the people who ain't got it, they're like, oh, all right. And so if I want to look in, mm-hmm. I go get myself a kind of goose jacket. That kind of goose kid goes again and to their hometown, and everyone sees them looking in, they're like, oh, that's popping, and it trickles down. So next thing you know. Bob off the street in London, who's not even in that cold here, mm-hmm. wants to work in the school. In Manchester, it's a little bit cold. It's a little bit cold right there, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, these is in Canada Goose Jackets. That's, that's what that part That's where it's up. Yeah. That's what it's saying. Yeah. You know, let's see how it goes, mate. So you know what, right? We're talking this week about, and this is perfect intro mm-hmm. into our discussion. We're talking about countercultures. So can a brand, but can a brand... Or can a culture that is what you deem to be a culture culture remain underground for long before it gets kind of commercialized, put in the mainstream, and then flank to the side? Once you sell out to a high fashion brand, why are you still being called street streetwear? Um, streetwear is not. There's no point of calling it streetwear. Well, let me tell you why. Supreme is not streetwear I think I anymore. Saw Supreme North Face collab the other day. So, yeah, but even if Supreme didn't collab with North Face, Supreme is not streetwear anymore. They can't even try and come here and tell me that. From the time you're in Beak Street or wherever the hell you are in Soho selling one thousand pound skateboards, mm-hmm. you're not street culture. Because the people who the parents that I've seen taking their kids to buy something in there, they're not street. The people that you see buying buckets mm-hmm. with Supreme on it, they're not street. So streetwear is a name that's kind of like misnomer. Well, you know what it is? I think it means the same thing it does to the originals. Because I saw that guy, there's this guy who's like skateboarding legend from London, I forgot his name, tall guy. I saw him on the Victoria Line this morning and he had like the, the sky blue, mm-hmm. Jay-Z blue box yeah. with the palace um, tracksuit oh. on and like something else. A proper like high beach, yeah? Yeah, like two skateboards, but he's an actual skater. Yeah. He's one of the main ones. I think he does Supreme or Palace usually. He was cool. So what happens is you you know the Victoria line. Mm-hmm. So the people on that Victoria line are normally the, the, the yeah. So they will look at them and be like, oh palace. Because the thing is with all streetwear brands, you spell it. So all you have to do is Google it. And people are great at research. So they end up just saying, Oh, palace, what's that? Da, da, da. Can't even escape. That's one of the, the my biggest pet peeves with streetwear brands. Like if you're not from that culture, so like for example, skateboard culture, then why are you wearing that? Don't get it. But that's just how I think it that's is. how it is. I think for me, right, streetwear is is big enough now that you don't need to call it streetwear. 
Yeah. Like we, it's just not. It's broader than streetwear. It's taken the culture. It's taken fashion, and it's done something different. Mm-hmm. Fashion. The fashion industry needed streetwear to inject that something new. Nike needed Virgil to come through and do something special because mm-hmm. Adidas was taking its. Adidas was truly doing the street version. Yeah, it was doing culture. It was doing fashion together. So Supreme can't stand up here and say that it's 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 just streetwear. And for me, it's like you're you're no longer underground. So trying to be a subculture and feign subculture is is forced. That's what I'm saying. So I think when Virgil is doing collabos with Barney's, mm-hmm. and you're still pre- you're still presenting it as Barney's collaborates with this underground street um, brand Off White, I can buy Off White selfishes though. Mm-hmm. So clearly, Off White is no longer a street brand. It's just a fashion brand, and that's what we need to be calling it. Well, the inspiration behind. It still means the same thing to the people mm-hmm. who love the brand. So you can't tell someone from the 80s or 90s that Supreme is not what it was or Stussy or whatever. But to the new kids, I agree. When the new kids come in and they're not from that culture, it's just a game. I think a streetwear brand is what they started off as. They were making t-shirts, they were making skateboard vinyls. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's what they were doing before, yeah. They weren't really making clothes and mm-hmm. doing this properly. Now, the actually fashion brands are upstart in the actual fashion industry because they're doing their drops. You know, it's all about scarcity. That's why people are queuing up because they go and get this one thing. You know, mm-hmm. from time Drake can kind of insert insert with his OVO, mm-hmm. that's when you know it's no longer just the street. From time rappers and musicians are doing their own merch, mm-hmm. it can't be just called streetwear anymore because that's that's showing that's saying that they're not a full fashion brand. You know what I'm saying? Like. You're, you're just a little thing on yeah, the they're side. Nice. They're, nice. they're full lines, they're yeah. full entities, and they're prestigious. By calling it street, you need a little bit of edge. And yeah. Wait till the Dapper Dan t shirt drops. So wait till that drops. Like one, like, like the B Boys or like the old school guys. Yeah. The graphics are back. Safe. I might depict someone like LL or like Tyson, one of those, as their first graphic tees. Mm. This is going to be a, a, an actual moment, and I think what the fashion industry needs now, or urban or hip hop or streetwear needs now, is the real from the underground people coming up and really making movements. Mm-hmm. It's not just recycling because we're getting to that point now where the drops are starting to become repetitive and they're basically like derivative of whatever was happening before. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that they're no longer connected to the street. Mm-hmm. As soon as we lose that street influence. Well, speaking of that, I just realised, you asked me about, um, I just realised I did not mention a cold war. Now, what would you call a cold war? What would you call that streetwear? Nah, it's I would not, call it luxury. Because that's like the best, from London collection men's, that was the best collection. I would call it luxury, yeah. straight luxury, straight fashion. Mm-hmm. It's doing this thing. It's got an urban, and it's, I don't want to say the word sentiment. urban. It's got mm-hmm. a street sentiment. It's got like an underground, upstart sentiment. Because it knows of its subculture. Mm-hmm. But I think... You know, even these brands like, for example, Carhartt is back in Soho. Yeah. Fam! Carhartt's really out here. I really did not take this thing seriously, did I? Um, Carhartt is really out here. You know, these Comme des Garçons, for me, you never question Comme des Garçons' yes, yeah. luxury thing. So why wouldn't you question Comme des Garçons just because, boy, it came from pop culture? Mm-hmm. It came from art. Why are those brands sort of seen as different? Mm-hmm. You know, the guys who came from the English football scene, you mm-hmm. know, like these Carhartts and them, why are they viewed differently from mm-hmm. the street culture? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we know why, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that it should just all come together. And I think even people like the Hood by Air, right? Yeah. They were really pushing it to the luxury. They were really showing that Fashion Week every week. 
they're defunct. They don't even need to do what they're doing anymore. But I think the menswear, what they're doing, they're really trying to push it to the front. That leads to the second question. I don't even think these street brands or whatever we're calling them need Fashion Week. They don't. They don't need Fashion Week. And they've clearly shown that. I don't even know if Fashion Week needs Fashion Week anymore. Well, you see what it is. There is always the person who's going to take advantage of that first. Like a song, the Cold War smashed your um, collection minutes uh-huh. because there was no competition really. Um, and they took all the opportunities. So now they've got bigger visibility and they're going to sell out next winter because it's the true. collection has finally come together. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Samuel, I think his name is, Samuel's come together with his ideas and like, I really, oh man, that's one of my biggest things. I really like his stuff because I'm not from an estate, like, I can't rock it. Like, because the concept is, you know, there's this wall that's one between, mm-hmm. like, you know, especially in London, when you, like, one side of the street is, like, bougie. And then the other side is just, yeah. The other side. So it's like, you share the same area, but, like, there's an invisible wall, right? Unfortunately, I'm not from the state. So if I would rock that, you I would look be doing what thing. people do when they exactly. wear skateboard brands. So I think... It, it sort of, I get it's that the fine. culture can be for anyone and I understand that, but mm-hmm. people, it is true what we're saying. Like, on the one hand, we're saying we don't want to be called street brands. We don't want to have that, you know, subculture because you're just basically saying that by the time that you, as soon as you see non-black, non-white models, that you assume that it's a streetwear brand. That's what oh, happens at fashion. <laughs> so you think, oh, okay, there's some, you know, there's an Asian guy, there's a black guy, it must be a street brand. Yeah. It's yeah. not. But we're also saying that we don't think that the people who have the money, who are clearly not black or ethnic minority, should be buying into the brand if they're not from the culture. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we're standing on two sides of the argument. Like, we want to be accepted into high fashion, but we don't want certain people that are not actually of the culture rocking it. Mm-hmm. Streetwear is not main, it's not a subculture anymore. It's not. It is just a, a designer with a big brand together. You know, Off-White Times, whoever is doing it. You know, North Face and... Supreme. Supreme. I, I saw something the other day. Yeah. Basically, what I want is I don't want to see the brands get destroyed and just end up like in shambles and just something that you don't even want to be. You just start breathing heavy when you walk past. <laughs> you, just like, oh. you know, because even just the way that Dean Street, Beak Street, those streets have changed. Like they took out all those corner shops, all those little cafes. Now there's, there's, they, they've got Woolwich and Sons out there. They've got Stone Island out there. They've got Champion. Oh, really? Fully moved into the Japanese shop on Beak Street. I'm very upset. <laughs> they're just out here selling new t-shirts for like and so I think when you're doing that and you're really owning it own it fully don't own it and then try and be culture and street and everything there's just no point that's how I see it because it's just you're, you're, you're on two sides of the same fence like the rent on this street is clearly so high that the others couldn't afford to be here so how are you coming here acting as if you're still a street brand and your t-shirt costs £400 so Generation Z is that what Generation Z Z that's what they, they're into that's what they want yeah, so they've got to adapt to what the game wants. It's know. true. But uh, yeah, it's, it's true. I feel for those people because there's people who really distribute like, And I wonder how they feel where they see their favourite brand worn by someone who doesn't have the same shared values as them. Yeah, it's true. The same thing. Like, imagine like you're like a rock climbing, like travel six months of the year, sabbatical going, yeah. wearing your Patagonia, and you just see some guy. I see some guys. <laughs> in the SW region, who have no business wearing Patagonia. Like, it is not, I'm like, you are so stiff, yo. <laughs> like, have you it's even a mess. It's a mess. Anyway. it's a mess. And I think, you know what, like, 
I think there's certain people that are not credited with the subculture or how it got here. Like I thought Bateman, what they did, mm-hmm. they really were out here in Soho. They, they was really about this life. Mm-hmm. A bathing ape really was there. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the type of skate culture and that pushed it to where it is now to the point where you can't, you know, before it was only if you wanted to buy a baby nape or you wanted to buy expensive streetwear, you had to go to Asia. That's the only thing. Like Hong Kong was the only place where people are really spending four hundred pounds on this thing. So I think now that you've moved it back and everyone's had it, it is like you say, it's about more the shared culture, the shared values. You know, do we do you really believe in what you're you're rocking, or are you just rocking it for the image? And there's always gonna be image people there, but I think the brands need to themselves decide like it's cool for everyone to rock it, but you need to know the history of what we're doing and you need to Embrace it and not just, you can't denigrate us on the one hand and mm-hmm. say it's street brand mm-hmm. and then expect us to move into your shop and make your dying retail zone mm-hmm. pop again. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Soho was dying at some point. Nobody was out here shopping. You know, but when they started putting street brands and counterculture brands on Carnaby Street, it repopped. So yeah. what's really good? It's true. Um, what's, what's your thought on, like, crops, jeans? Trousers, um, like I don't, I don't really. What's your, what's your take on that? And how do they do it? Like I find that the the, the aerodynamics of like the wide, you know, wide, what they call them, wide, wide something jeans mm-hmm. for women, and they rip it and stuff like that. Like I feel like the aerodynamics is getting crazy. I think how, how, how what's your take on that? I think that right now, like fashion's at a place where they're just bringing back old trends, and mm-hmm. we run out of ideas now. There's nothing else that's known. There's nothing else that's not been done. Any cut has not been has been done basically at this point. At this point, it's just about re-emerging old trends or redefining what they're supposed to be. Crop trousers. Look, I've seen road men in um, ripped yeah. jeans. Yeah. With like knees hanging out. <laughs> like in my day, you wore the widest jean. Yeah. You know, with the baggiest trouser. Now yeah. it's all fitted. Mad for it. It's not as baggy as before, which I'm happy about because I don't want to see your butt crack. Mm-hmm. But, you know, your knees are hanging out. I want to bring bell bottoms back. Nah. Like a few years back, I saw these really great. You know, like, I'm all about growing old and being black. I saw this 40 year old guy, like maybe three, four years ago, and he had like grey, grey fox, whatever they call them. Um, um, and he was, he had like a white shirt, dope. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, like obviously it must have been vintage. Yeah. Uh, pinstripe, grey and black sort of tra- um, bell-bottoms, trousers and these amazing shoes. They must have been like, obviously if you're going to do that, you're going to have like Gucci loafers or something like that. Something great. I, I, I really want to do that. You I know what it is? The reason that you're going to have to go against the grain is mm-hmm. that streetwear and all mm-hmm. these brands, yeah, they've survived and they've got popular because the workforce mm-hmm. is more casual. I don't need to wear a suit at work. So therefore, my home clothes and my work clothes can merge into one. Mm-hmm. And then my casual clothes are even more casual mm-hmm. than before. Like yeah. I can actually, I can walk into a shop like Selfridges and be taken seriously as a customer in a hoodie. Back mm-hmm. in the day, you, you had to dress up a little bit to kind of get get away with certain That's things. True. Do you know what I mean? Now people don't need to do that. Everyone's super, super casual. The shop knows that you can't judge people based on their look. So from there, from time the richest people are walking in casual, it can trickle down because everyone can know that they can walk in and have money. So you're going to have a problem with that because who's wearing super wide cuts that's still smart? The Gucci loafer. Like you have to be a certain type of Congolese. I always used to... Tri- no, but don't think about it in the Congolese. Like, you remember, like, 
no one's researching this bit, but like, do you know how fly the the guys used to be when they used to like? I don't know what the fuck that is. When bell bottom trousers were the thing. I'm not talking about like um, um Avenue Seventy Two, whatever the place mm-hmm. was called. I'm not talking about like. I'm talking about after that. Yeah, when it was still a bit stylish. Like, like, like 80, 1978, 79, yo. And they had the I think if you, I, if I you, you know what it is, right? I think if you have the new Celine on your side, mm-hmm. and they have their menswear popping out, yeah. they might win bringing that back. I'm telling you, if they do, then I'm, I'm into that. Because that's my plan, 2019. Because I think if Ce- Celine moves the culture for certain people, right? So, but you do read that. Let's talk about Celine a I think I don't rate that guy. Disclaimer. Don't care what you do. Do your own. Do your whatever you do. Are you no. really about? Are you really saying this right now? No, I really don't. I know. I know it's controversial. <laughs> to be honest, let me tell you. Me, me and Hedy, yeah, like she, he, he's never gonna do what Phoebe Fowler did at Celine. Let's yeah. just put that there. But okay. Really? He, I think he shambled for. Wasn't he at Gucci? I mean, Givenchy. I need to. I need to remember the. I need to remember the time. You know, he was a nice in being, right? As well, he came to me like this. He wasn't. He was at Eve's. Okay, I will never rate what he did at Eve's Salon. For that reason, <laughs> Hedy yeah. and I could not be friends. Yeah. Because the direction that he took Eve's Salon in, mm-hmm. he messed it up. Let me just vent for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yes, streetwear brands are no longer counterculture. They are mainstream. Yeah, but at least they're doing something different. You walk into any shop, I can walk into Celine, followed by Yves Saint Laurent, followed by Gucci, followed by Dolce Gabbana, followed by Louis Vuitton. It'll be the same pieces, the same cuts, the same drapes, the same fabric, the same ready to wear. Ready to wear is the same across the board at any designer at this point. Oversized hoodie, oversized jacket, oversized. The bag shapes? When yeah. have, I haven't seen a good bag since 2013. No, the GW was nice. Let me tell you something the bags are all the same, cut, they're all the same shape. Boxy with a small handle. That's it now. I haven't got time for this. So, what he did at Eastern Art is he took my perfectly good brand and he just ran it into the same wall. <laughs> I, I told you I don't read the guy. Like, my thing, one of my, my influences. Like curtains. I've had right? enough, man. Curtains loves Heidi Sumain. I think what he did at Dior Home and stuff like that. No, he did bring it. So I think but that's I why I could. That's I don't rate him either. But that's why I could believe for what he might do at Celine because if he can pick up from where uh, Phoebe Fowler picked up, yeah, mm-hmm. left off, and she really did something, I cannot buy there because I don't believe that brand is for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for who I would want to be. But even who I want to be, that would have to be someone different from who I am now. <laughs> and I have to even change my skin color and everything to be that person because Celine ain't out here for me. Okay, let me just tell you that. If I gain a bit of weight here and a bit of weight there, I ain't gonna fit into my clothes. So I can't really rock with this lady. But I, I respect the vision of who she is working towards. She, she knows who her woman is and she's designed for that woman. He can come there and he can create the perfect man that will match that woman because what he did at Dior will translate to Celine perfectly and he hopefully he still has a vision for what he wants to do. What he did at Yves Saint Laurent for me, I didn't rate it. I did not rate it at all. And I don't really rate a lot of where the LVMH designers are going at the moment. Whereby the people who have the most money in the luxury market are the ones that are actually deciding the cuts and the shapes, which is understandable because you need to make money out here in the streets. But what happens is they're buying clothes, like I said before, globalization, they're buying clothes in London, they're buying clothes in you know, Qatar, they're buying clothes in Sao Paulo, they're buying clothes any city around the world. Mm-hmm. And 
they need to give the people what they want. And this person is a well-traveled person, so they need to find that specific bag wherever it is. So what happens is you end up with the same bag in every in every shop mm-hmm. around the world and in every brand around the world. So you can tell an LVMH bag when you see it. It might be a different design, whatever, Balenciaga. But for me, Balenciaga is doing something a little bit different mm-hmm. from the others. Yeah. But these guys are still kind of doing the same thing and it's pissing me off. Before I could say, I'm a Gucci girl, I'm a Dolce Gabbana girl, I'm a this girl, I'm a that girl. You can't say that anymore. Yo, this, yeah. What is the point? But anyway, we're wrapped up. This is things we thought we knew. We're about to get locked in the building. <laughs> so we're rolling out. Peace. Yeah, see ya.